now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, the next level network. I hope you are well. I hope you're having a great time doing whatever it is that you do. I hope uh, hope you didn't get hurt too badly if you, I don't know, went out in a, in a sports mess. How's that? Is that good? All the stuff's over already. Like, it's been the trouble with doing a Saturday show. And I people have asked me, if I would change the day I release the show. And I've thought about it, but also, like, the episode you're hearing today is episode four, I don't know, 13 or 14, right? So I feel like at this point, I it wouldn't do me much good, right? Would that... Let me know. All right. Everywhere at The Melting Pad or TheMeltingPad.com, let me know if you think it's a good idea right now on episode... After this episode, which is, again, like 414, you let me know if it is a good idea to change the day when I post the show, let me know. Is that good or is that not good? Does it matter? Does it matter? That's the other thing. Does it even matter? Right? I don't really talk about too much timely stuff on here. So does it even matter that much? I don't know. Anyway, how are you? How are you? If you're new to the show, uh, wow, thank you. And my bad. This is kind of how it goes. I, I just kind of ramble and eventually get to what we're talking about today. But my name's Pat. We're talking about stuff, man. You know, years ago... I was told this is how what happens. My brain just misfires in all kinds of directions. Um, I forget to do this often because I'm usually like in a rush doing the show. But somebody told me years ago, every episode of your show could be somebody's first episode. So tell them who the hell you are. You're right. I should really start doing that. I'm Pat. How are you? <laughs> Normally, what I do on this show is I play a song from an independent band or artist. Sometimes we talk to them. Uh, no song today because we're on vacation and we don't. I don't like to put out a put a song on here when I don't have the proper time to um, to talk about the artist and whatnot. And today I do not. But normally we do that and then we talk about dumb stuff from the internet or from my real life or fun stuff or dad stuff and then some sports and then that's that. So that's generally how the show goes. Welcome, thank you for being here. Um, I'm sorry. That this is your first one, I guess. I, I think feel like you'd want a song so you can go mouth riff a song there. I don't know what that's from, but um, it sounded fun, right? That sound good. All right, so today we're not doing this like the Super Bowl's over again. That's the problem doing a Saturday show. The thing's been over for a week. You know the things. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles did well. It was a good game. We went to a friend's house. Thank you, Maggie and Jay, for having us. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, I will be honest, I didn't get to pay a whole lot of attention to parts of the game and the halftime show because I was chasing the kid around, but we had fun. It was a great time. My taco salad got rave reviews, which I'm happy about. Uh, made it well worth all the work I put into it because it's a lot. And it was good, though. Game was good. You know, you talk about the calls and this and that. And everybody's already done that. But I'll just say the game was good. Commercials were were pretty good. I didn't like the Jesus ad. I got to tell you that. That's one um, the Jesus commercials, they, I don't, they've been everywhere though. We're going to, we might talk about those next week. Um, the Jesus ads, I don't, I just, they made me uncomfortable. And there was the, what was it? The Tubi ad that made it look like you changed the channel or sat on the remote or something that sucked. And then there was some dog commercial that was really, or it was like an Amazon commercial or something 
that was or dog food, I guess, that was really sad, and then you find out at the end that it wasn't. But they really took us for a ride. But anyway, um, those are the ones I remember. I don't know why. All right. Anyway, doesn't matter. It was a week ago. Hope you had fun with your party. Hope you didn't get hurt. Hope you didn't lose too much money. All right. There you go. There's your sports for today. <laughs> we are also, because now pitchers and catchers have reported for Major League Baseball, we are going to talk about the new rules and whatnot. Um, I'm going to, I might try to have a guest for that. Josh, you available? Josh, Trey, Shaw, you available? Anybody? Um, I don't even know if any of them listen, but those are the three people who have, uh, been on the show to talk some baseball, so I figure why not. And Brian, you want to come back? Brian's busy. I know. Brian actually won the Rumble Pick'em game, so we'll have him on at some point as well. But anyway, I, I don't know what is happening right now. I got caught up on all kinds. Look, this okay. I, <laughs> I've talked about this before. The guy who reviewed my live show and said, I can't figure out what your show's about, this is an episode that he would have hated because I don't even know what's going on anymore. So anyway... Next week, we'll talk about uh, Major League Baseball rule changes. We'll talk about aliens. We'll get to that. Some things being shot out of the sky and um, something else that I just said and forgot already. Anyway, today on the show, now that we're seven or eight minutes in, here's what's going on today. So the cut, I don't know what the cut is. I don't. Is it like a magazine? Is it just like a random website? Like what is, what is the cut? I don't know what it is. All right, thecut.com is a site for women who want to view the latest fashion trends Read provocative takes on issues that matter from blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it's a magazine, I guess, for women? I don't know. Look, every few years, there is some organization, Variety or (laughs) Cosmopolitan or whoever. Maybe that's the wrong one. But every few years, somebody will come out with this big piece of like, here's how you have to treat people now. Because every few years with technology and social norms and things of that nature— we change, right? Our society evolves and changes, and you know whether it's good or bad is up to you, I guess. But for the most part, I think we're doing okay. That's not true. Um, I guess as a straight white man, I'm doing okay. But every year, every few years, somebody will come out with this big list of like, here's how now, here's how now, brown cow, we have to treat people, and so they release like these etiquette things. And so the cut did this, um, this etiquette list. There are like 140 of these. I'll put the link to the full piece in the show notes, but. I saw some bad ones, and I want to talk about them because some of these are, I don't, I don't like a lot of these. I don't like. There were just some that I picked. Like the why would you do this? All right, what order do we want to go? Like the order that they're in. I don't know that I want to end on. Uh, I don't know. The, I'm trying to pick one that I want to end on, which I should have done before. Um, oh, I'm gonna end on. Okay, so the one that I'm ending on is actually number forty, but I just. I feel like ending on that, calling out someone for being a superficial is going to be the move. All right, so we'll do that. So again, I'm not going through all of these because again, they're like 140 or so. So I'm not doing that. But we're going to go through the ones that I picked out that I think are bad. And there's like a little uh, little blurb under each of these, which I will read. And then I will complain about why it's dumb that it should be on here. So number 14, never send... Who am I? David Letterman. Number 10, um, never send an edible arrangement. I don't... Okay. We're going to read the blurb. Things that are appropriate in any situation. Babka, Brodo, money, if there are unexpected costs to deal with. A smoked turkey is especially nice for a grieving family. It can feed a lot of people, is delicious, cold, or warm, and can be eaten on its own in a sandwich or salad or hot, open-faced. Okay. That is a valid point. It is. However, comma, the fact that you have to say that 
after you say never send an edible, like why would you never want to send an edible arrangement? What is the, what's the issue with edible arrangements? I love them. We've gotten them before from people. I think, in fact, they're using the, um, the example of a, a grieving family. We've gotten edible arrangements at, you know, funeral luncheon things, and they're great. They're great. As long as there's not too much pineapple. I don't like pineapple. It overpowers everything, and just everything tastes like pineapple. Banana does the same thing, even though I like bananas. Um, an edible arrangement's great, right? You just have it. It's there in the moment. You're like, hey, uh, this is good for me. Because what tends to happen, at least in my experience, when you're dealing with uh, with something that's heavy, people tend to give you a lot of food, and you just overeat, and that can lead to other problems, right? But if you get fruit, like, that's good for... I mean, yeah, too much fruit is not good, but there's no shame or harm in sending an edible, edible arrangement. I don't know where the... I don't know. Maybe I should have read the... Maybe there's some context around these, but I um, I did scroll through the whole thing, by the way, and I didn't notice. I don't remember. I did this, like, two weeks ago, and I just never... I don't know. Never, like, never send one? Like, what, is it tacky now to send fruit? What's the problem with that? I love fruit. Send it over. Chocolate-covered, whatever... Send it on little cheesecakes. Send it on over. They're great. Ignore that one. That. Send an edible arrangement if you deem it appropriate. If the person's not allergic to the stuff in it, right? Just do that. All right. It's also like they're using a very specific example of like a grieving family or whatever, and so they're saying like, don't. I don't know when they're saying not to like when. I don't know. I don't know what's what's their uh, vendetta against edible arrangements. That's my question for you, whoever wrote this. That's my question. There we go. So yeah, the, forget that. Send an edible. Edible arrangements are great. If the person who's getting it likes fruit and all the other things and all the cookies and whatnot, um, sweet treats are good when you're having a bad time. There you go. That's what I'll say about that. So forget that. Get, get out of here. All right. Number 30. When casually asked how you are, say, good. It's neutral and doesn't force someone to endure a trauma dump or a spiel on how the world is up in flames. Okay. First of all, the communication major in me wants to say, no, no. And I guess English majors out there will uh, will know where I'm going with this. Don't say good, because you might be an a- Say, I'm doing well. Because if you oh, I'm doing good. Oh, are you helping uh, helping starving children? Uh, did you adopt a puppy? Are you, uh, you know, you, you saving Ukraine or something like that? So you're not doing good. You're doing well. Doing well. Or, I mean... If you're going to ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to tell you how I'm doing. If I'm exhausted because the kid kept me up all night, that's what I'm going to tell you. If I'm feeling okay, if I just took a, just, um, you know, took a nice nap, that's not a thing I do anymore. If I just did some yoga, I'm doing great. Did some stretching, feeling good, feeling okay. I'm not going to dive into like, hey, what's going on with, uh, with the Russians or whatever, but you know, I was about to say that's a dated reference, but it's really not because it's just been a constant thing, hasn't it? Man. All right, there we go. No, if, you, um, if you're asked how you're doing, it is acceptable to say really how you're doing because if the person doesn't want to know, they shouldn't ask. Don't put the onus on me to breeze by your question because you don't actually want to know how I'm doing. Don't move that to me. Don't shift that on to me. That's your thing. You ask me how I'm doing. If you ask me how it's going, I'm going to tell you. If you ask me what I li- like, how the podcast is going, I'm going to tell you. Like, oh, I've had some problems with the microphone and all and other things, and I had 
problems booking guests, and sometimes I forget to play songs until after the band breaks up. I'm going to tell you those things. Because when you ask me that question, you're saying to me, you want this information. You want to know how I'm doing, how something is going. I'm not going to just brush you off, because if you don't want to know, don't ask. Don't shift that onus to me. That's your thing. Don't be mad when I tell you how I'm doing or how things are going in my world because you're the one who asked. All right. I feel like these always get like the most selfish, self-centered people who are out of touch with everything but themselves. It's just really weird. Really weird that this is a, I don't know, an etiquette rule or a tip that they put on here. All right. Number, hold on one second. I got to take a call. And once again, magic of editing. We are right back. No real pause. How about that? That's the benefit, by the way, of finally figuring out or learning, being taught how to uh, connect my headphones to all the things so I could hear the call and not miss it because it was kind of important. It wasn't that important. But anyway, how's that for etiquette? You didn't have to hear any of my call. Uh, (laughs) Where are we? Number 37. Don't feel bad about standing up in the aisle immediately upon the plane landing. Flying is bad enough already. Do what you can to make things better for yourself. Just don't knock down elderly people on the way. Okay, see right there what I was just talking about. Make things better for yourself. There are times in your life when you're going to have to really put yourself to the side, not physically, maybe physically, but in this case, um, you know, metaphorically, for the sake of someone else, which is why it's like when the plane lands, just wait, just wait. Like, don't, because if, okay, here's a scenario for you. If I'm sitting in the aisle and you're in the window and we're in like the middle of the plane, so there's no way for us to really get out until all the people in front of us are out, right? So what's the use of standing up? So you're in the window, you stand up and I'm still sitting there because there's no reason for me to move because I can't get anywhere, right? I can't, you can't occupy the same space as someone else, right? Basic physics, I don't even take physics. So uh, it's just really this self-centered notion of like, well, you have to take care of yourself. Like, yes, you do, but not at the expense of someone else. Like, not at the, not like, don't be a weirdo about it. Just wait your turn. Just wait your turn. Like, you're going to have to get up and get your bags if you have one. You have to wait for people in front of you to leave anyway. So there's no reason to stand up as soon as the plane lands because you ain't going anywhere, buddy. You're not going anywhere until everybody in front of you is gone. And some people behind you who run out of there because they have to go to the bathroom or something, right? So there's no reason to stand up in the aisle, in the aisle that bothers me. Because then what you're doing is someone, you know, bag shift during a flight in the overhead compartments. It's someone in front of you who, again, has to get out before you might have to reach above where you're sitting to get their bag. And if you're standing in the aisle like a doofus, you're now blocking everyone's way and just being a jerk because, oh, you have to do make things better for yourself. Like, sometimes you got to be uncomfortable. You're an adult. Deal with it, right? Deal with things as an adult. You don't have to... Not everything's about you. That's my thing there. Not everything is about you. And sometimes you have to be the one to bite the bullet in a way and just sit there and be uncomfortable for a few minutes until it's time to get... Until it's your turn to get off the plane. So, all right, just don't... Again... These people who wrote this seem really selfish, and I don't understand it. All right, number 40, you're waiting until the end. We're waiting until the end, because I want to talk crap about this person. We're going to end on that one, because the last one I have listed is not really one 
that I want to close the show with. Does that make sense? Great. Perfect. All right. Number 52. Don't foist your allergies onto a dinner party. Once I gave a dinner party with my ex, who was a fantastic cook. He created a five-course menu and made the pasta by hand. Ooh. Then a famous designer, I won't say who, showed up with a blender filled with the ingredients for his own meal. He was on some very restricted diet. If I were on a very restricted diet, or if I were gluten-free, or vegan, or anything, I would not say a word to my host. At a dinner party, it's about what the host wants to do. Just pick up what you can, then eat when you get home. Okay. I will admit, I don't go to a ton of dinner parties. But if I do, and or if I'm hosting a dinner party, not that I would, because I don't like to host things, but if I was hosting a party, I would say, hey, there's like, okay, we just went to a friend's house for the Super Bowl, and I made my taco salad. And I said, here's what's in the taco salad. It's you know cream cheese, taco sauce, shredded cheese, Colby Jack, uh, black olives, tomatoes, and lettuce. And I said, is anyone allergic to or does anyone not like any of those ingredients because then I can adjust because you can adjust your recipes however you want to accommodate your guests right that's what you really want it's not about what the host wants to do it's about having people over and having a good time and being as accommodating as you can with all of your guests again it is not all about you these people are so selfish it's embarrassing that adults think one this behavior is okay and two that they presented in such a way where, like, these are the rules you should all follow because etiquette. This is complete You're a bunch of bratty kids is what you are, the people who are writing this. I just don't, I would not say a word to my host. Pick up what you can and eat when you get home. No, the point of the dinner party is to eat dinner, generally, right? So if you have a thing like, hey, I'm on a restricted diet, if you got to bring your own stuff, that's fine. You could, I wouldn't be, here's the thing, I wouldn't be offended if somebody came to my house and was like, hey, I'm vegan, I know you're not, and if I, you know, I can make a vegan dish, probably, but they might say, hey, you know what, I'll bring my own stuff, we'll do it, we'll handle our stuff, that'd be great. Or vegan or gluten-free or whatever the case might be, right? If someone said that to me, hey, I'm on a restricted diet or like I can't eat this or that, okay, we'll take it off the menu or we'll make plenty of other things so you don't have to worry about that. So you still have things to eat like food to fill you that it's not that thing that you can't eat, right? Like that is the point. That is what a good host does. Not doing whatever they want, everybody else. Not, you know, where you're going to eat this or not eat at all at my dinner party. That's not the point of a dinner party. I don't know what these people are thinking, but that one really bothered me. And it's like, oh, your allergy. Okay, so if you have a peanut allergy, which in some cases can be severe, right? Where you can, you know, break out or go into shock or whatever the case might be. Like if you have a severe allergy to a food and you're like, oh, by the way, I cooked everything in peanut oil. Okay, great. I can't even be at your house, right? If your peanut allergy is that severe or whatever the allergy is, they're like, oh, well, I guess you can't come then. You can't eat any of the food or be around it because now I cooked it all in the thing you're allergic to because I didn't think to ask. You're my friend and I invited you to my house for dinner, but also I'm not going to serve you anything that you can eat or even touch. That just like it's just so selfish and self-centered that people think this is okay to just like throw out here, be like, hey, these are the rules we should follow. Do whatever you can to make yourself comfortable and forget everybody else. Oh my God. Here's another one. Number 94. It's okay to email, text, or DM anyone at any hour. No, it's not. 
Uh, we're going to read the thing, though. There's nothing worse than being woken up at 2.30 a.m. with a dumb text or Slack notification. So why did you do that to yourself? Phones and computers have great tools now to manage your time away, including setting working hours and muting types of notifications. And this part's in bold. We're responsible for which flashing lights and noises we let into our lives. Because of that, anyone should feel free to text a friend or message a coworker at any hour. We can't successfully move into the future unless we recognize that the onus is on the receiver, not the sender. No, it's not. I'm not going to text my coworker at 1030 at night because, one, we're not at work, and I don't take my work home with me. That's a figure of speech now because I work at home. And it's like, yes, if your coworker is older or like, okay, maybe not even coworker. I'm not going to text my dad at 11 o'clock at night. I'm not going to text my mom at 11 o'clock at night with a thing just because I'm up because the kid's up yelling or whatever doesn't mean everyone else is up. This is, again, like I, the theme of this list really is everyone has to cater to my whims. And if you don't, then you're the one who's the problem and not me. This is do what it, you can to make me comfortable. Like, stand up in the plane, in the aisle. Like, don't feel bad about that. Oh, don't tell me about your allergies, that you can't eat stuff that I made for you. You know, it's your fault that your phone went off. Okay, here's the thing. If you have children, you got, and they're going somewhere, and you're like, hey, let me know when you're coming home, or whatever. Let me know if you got a problem. And you go to sleep while they're out. You got to keep your phone on in case something happens, right? So the only noise you should hear from your phone when your kid's out is your kid coming home. I don't need your from work or whatever, or like, hey, check out this meme I found at 2.30 in the morning because you thought, you thought it was funny, right? Just like, have some consideration for someone else. It's not okay to email or text or DM at any hour. Don't do that. Like, yes, most people have their notifications silenced all the time. I do, anyway. But I don't know that everyone else does. So if I think of something at like 1 a.m., because I'm up or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, this would be funny, what I'll do is save it as a draft or like write it in my notepad and be like, let me text... Doug or whoever tomorrow. And uh, is that the second Doug mention on this show? There we go. He's supposed to be coming back to the show. Maybe I thought about talking about Doug and forgot at the top of the show. But, uh, oh yeah, Doug, I want to talk about aliens when you come back on the show. Talk about aliens. Okay. So yeah, if I think of something funny to send to someone and it's like after 10, I'm like, nope, not doing it. I'm not going to do it because I don't know what they're doing. You know, if they have children, if they work nights or if they work weird hours, different hours than me, I should say, or if they have a more demanding job than me, they're going to want to go to sleep and not be bothered. And so this whole thing of like, oh, we're responsible for which noises we let into our lives. Yeah, kind of. But also you should kind of know your friends, right? It's like your allergies. You should know your friends. If they have, and I'm just so mad, my stomach is gurgling. I don't know. No, I just tried to talk through a burp and it didn't work. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, I, I don't, uh, again, this whole list, at least the ones that I found is, it just seems to be, I'm not selfish because these are the things we should do. Like we should all do these things because I think we should. And everyone else is the problem, not me. That's what this list is. Like this is written by selfish, self-centered. That's really what this list is. All right. So yeah, no, don't email or text or DM anyone at any hour because your work shift ends when your work shift ends. I don't want to hear anything about work after four o'clock. Because I'm done. I can't do anything about it till the next day. I don't want to hear it. This whole thing of like, oh, you, you're you available because we can text you anytime with work. No. 
I work from this time to this time. And I don't want to hear about work after that or before that. If you're texting me at 7 a.m. about work, it better be that things are closed and I don't have to work that day. That's what I'll say about that. Um, yeah, no, separate all your things from you know work and home life and whatnot. And, and yeah, no, it's not on the receiver. It's on you. Like You should know your friends and when it's okay to send them stuff when you're not going to disturb them because they're not the only person who's going to be near the phone if it goes off. Right, children, significant others, parents, whoever, who will be disturbed by that sound. And by sending that whenever, you're like, oh, well, I'm up. They should be up. And that's a very childish way of thinking. All right. Let's see. Number 95 and 96. Numbers 95 and 96 are, they work together here. It's polite to have your camera on for everyone in a Zoom or Teams meeting. It says, sorry, Gen Z. And for those times when you have, when you have to be camera off, just tell the host or group at the beginning, no need to give a reason, that's your business. You know what else is my business? Not having the camera on. That's it. I don't, you don't need to see me. Like, well, we don't have a camera. We don't have cameras for work, like set up, so nobody could see me in meetings anyway. But you don't need to see what I'm doing. We could talk on the phone. Just that's why I don't do video that often for the show. You don't need to see what I'm doing. We can talk to each other. It's fine. Like, you don't have to have your camera on all the time. It's stupid. And I like... And blaming Gen Z, really? The generation who has who's all over TikTok and <laughs> Really? You're saying, oh, you, oh, you have to camera. You don't need to have your camera on for a meeting. You really don't. It's e- like if you're on the show, it's easier for us to see each other and talk to each other. But if you don't want to have your camera on, that's fine. There's no problem. There's no issue with that. I don't care. It's not an it's not a breach of etiquette to not have your camera on. And like, come on. That's that's right. It's it's my business, whether or not I want to have it on. That's the end of the discussion. All right. Then the next one. So they say, oh, have your camera on. Then it says, but don't zoom in for the, from the palace. Let's try that again. But don't zoom in from the palace of Versailles. If your video call background contains an infinity pool, a grand marble staircase, or a view from your yacht, the least tacky thing is to find a white wall instead. No. If you're saying that you're forcing me to turn on my camera for a meeting, if you, you want to see what I'm doing and where I am, if I'm at a fancy place, guess what? You're seeing me at a fancy place. It's not my fault you're in an office or in a, in a dank basement or wherever, and I just happen to be at a castle or something like that. Like, no, you don't get to force me to turn on my camera and then complain about my background and where I am because it's too nice and too fancy. It's one or the other. And guess what? I'm not turning my camera on if I don't want to. Eat sh- All right, there we go. Um, number 102, you can eat anything at your desk in an open plan office. Others can simply leave if they don't like it. This is so selfish. I hate this one. No, we talked about the peanut allergy before. If people are around like peanuts or whatever, and maybe this, uh, that's an overused example, but I can't think of another thing right now. Um, but if you, if you're eating like, let me, oh, okay. I got a good example. Last year we were going to ski weekend and we stopped at Wawa and Wawa has brisket, and I love it. It's delicious, but the smell is very strong. So we stopped at Wawa on the way up so we can eat in the car and have lunch on the way up. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to get brisket because it smells terrible, and we're going to be in a car, and we don't want that. I, You could apply this same rule to your office. Don't bring this smelly dish from home or wherever to an open office where everyone has to smell the thing you're eating. Have some consideration. Again, the whole point of have some consideration 
for the people around you because the world does not revolve around you and everyone should not have to cater to whatever you want to do. So no, don't eat anything at your desk in an open plan office because if somebody has an allergy and it's severe enough where if they smell it or are near it and they, they can have some kind of reaction, that's not on them to walk away and leave when they have work to do at their desks, right? If you eat at your desk, oh, they can leave. No, I have to do work because I'm working. No, that's this one is, oh my God. Did a teenager write this? That's what I want to know. Because there's no way, like, I, I mean, no, there is a way that an adult would be so selfish as to say all these things are okay, that no, me, me, me. There's certainly a, a world, and we live in it, where these things are okay for an adult to do. But this screams like a 15-year-old wrote it. I'm like, oh, well, I think they should do this. No, you could you could just, uh, you could leave if you don't like it. Like, these, this is a written by bratty teenage, oh my God. Why did I do this again? <laughs> oh, man. That is, uh, that's not a good, I don't like that. No, you can't eat anything at your desk in an open plan office. Other people have to deal with you in your space, and you should not make them uncomfortable on purpose if you can avoid it. There you go. All right, uh, number 111. It's perfectly fine to walk through someone's scene. Whether it's Marty Scorsese or someone filming an outfit of the day, TikTok, they don't own the sidewalk. Okay. For the TikTok, I'll agree with you. Although, I I wonder if... No, I don't want to go... No, we don't do that. Okay. So, outfit of the day... Like, if somebody's filming a TikTok, I'm not going to be, like, a jerk about it. But Okay, bottom line is this. I was going to go in a couple... In a different direction. But here's the thing. If somebody is taking a picture or a video or, like, hey, we're doing a thing. Like, if, if I can clearly see that they're doing a thing. And yes, they don't own the sidewalk. I understand that. But if I can clearly see they're doing a thing, I'm going to do my best to be out of the shot if at all possible. Like if I'm walking by and somebody's, I can see someone is filming. Number one, I don't want to be filmed. So I'm getting out of the way. Number two, they're clearly trying to capture something, whether it's for TikTok or for grandma or their face or whatever, you know, uh, as long as you're not on speakerphone in public. I, I'm surprised I didn't find that. Like it's okay to be on speakerphone in public. Surprised that's not on here. Um, at least I didn't see it. Maybe if somebody goes back through, you could see it, but I don't like the idea that they put in, whether it's Marty Scorsese, cause like that's a billion dollar thing. And for that, a lot of times they can close off sidewalks, right? To film movies and stuff. Right. So at that point, yes, they do own the sidewalk for that moment in time, filming a scene, right? You don't want to be, you know, watching an Avengers fight scene or whatever. It was on yesterday. That's why it's on my brain. And like, oh, here's Jim walking by with his sandwich or whatever. Not that that happened, but like that's the, that's what it feels like to me. Like, oh, we got a serious thing going on and somebody just walked by because you don't own the sidewalk. Like, yeah, they don't. But also, again, consider your fellow person who is doing a thing and you don't need to interrupt it if you don't have to. Like, don't go out of your way to interrupt somebody. Just try to, okay, you're doing a thing. Well, let me scoop over this way and get out of the way and not worry about it. Like, it's not... I don't know. Yes, they don't own the sidewalk, but also you don't have to be like, oh, nope, I'm walking here. I'm going to be in your thing now. Like, no, don't do that. Just let everybody be. Let him be. All right. So this last one, well, I'm reading the other one last, but the last one on, on the uh, number list here, number 120, the one that, anyway, there are more after this, something about tipping. And it was, I might do a separate thing about tipping because people really get to me when they don't tip and it really bothers me when they talk about it. So I didn't even I actually didn't read the tipping ones yet because I want to do a separate episode about that or like a Patreon thing. But anyway, 
Um, even when a kid's party says no gifts, you're supposed to bring a gift. No, nope. I'm not reading all that, this little blurb. Because um, when I said, like, we had a thing for the boy, and or we're having a thing for the boy for his second birthday in a few months. And we're going to be like, hey, don't bring any presents. We don't need any more stuff. We don't, man, people are going to bring stuff. Sure, fine. But if I say, if I'm hosting a thing and I say, do not bring a gift, I'm not playing a game with you. Not the game. Not the game. We talk about practice. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's not a quiz. It's not a, not a, you know, not a thing, like, not a finger. Um, don't bring a gift. If we say, hey, no presents, just come and bring some food or whatever, or just come show up, bring yourself and come hang out with us for a while. That's it. It's not a, not a trick, not a trick question. Don't bring a gift, not a trick statement, whatever. If we say no gifts, it means no gifts. Don't bring a gift. All right. Why is this so hard? Don't do this. Don't stop making things more difficult. Stop being like, oh, well, they said no gifts, but we have to bring a gift. No, they said don't bring one. So you don't have to bring one. It's not that hard. Come on, people. You don't have to do that. Not everything has some super hidden secret meaning that you have to decipher or whatever. This is dumb. Oh my God. All right. So that's actually the last, like, number one. But I don't want to close the show with that. I instead, I want to talk on this person here. Uh, whoever wrote this, I don't care who wrote this. This just, like, this just screams to me. Like, this is just like, you think you're better than everyone else. This is a superiority complex thing, and I don't like this. But number 40 on this list. Do not touch the small of my back to move around me at the bar. Now, if that sentence had stopped right there, I would have been fine. Like, don't touch me. If we don't know each other, don't touch me. Or especially, like, don't touch the small of my back. Like, tap me on the shoulder, which they say in the thing. So don't do that. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Don't touch the small of my back to get around me. I'm with you. Don't do that. That's weird. But this full sentence, do not touch the small of my back to move around me at the bar. And these last three words are in italics, if you're ugly. This really bothers me. Not just not because I think I'm gross or whatever. Whatever. I'm not saying I'm a 10, but hey, I do okay, all right? Uh <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's not, I'm not saying like no woman or man or ever has ever been repulsed by me as far as I can recall. I'm sure I'll get some letters on that one. Um, but you're basically saying, oh, so if you're a good looking guy, you can touch the small of my back in public as a stranger and it'll be fine. All right, let me read the blurb. One time I was in a very spacious bar with at least a good two feet behind me. And then I felt it. A hand on my lower back, like a piece of sandpaper. I turned around to find a man whose head was shaped like Caillou staring back at me. It's awkward, uncomfortable, and unnecessary. A nice little, excuse me, would suffice. Is the music too loud? Give me a tap on the shoulder. Now, I agree with you that a nice little, hey, pardon me, hey, sneak it behind you, or a tap on the shoulder, hey, trying to get by. I agree with you on that. That's good. No problem with that. No qualms with that at all. My problem is... You turned around and immediately insulted the person's looks. Now, it's not like the person was trying to like make a move on you, as people used to say, or trying to, you know, do a uh, anything nefarious. 
as far as your story goes. The person's trying to get by you in a crowded space. And should they have touched a smile on your back? Probably not. It's a stranger? Probably not. No, I'm with you. But the fact that you threw in if you're ugly really rubbed me the wrong way. Pun intended. Really rubbed me the wrong way. Because you're saying that if an attractive person, whoever you deem attractive, whatever features you deem attractive, had done it, you would not be creeped out by the fact that a stranger touched the small of your back. You'd be okay with it because you're attracted to them physically. That really, that is the most shallow, I don't even know what. That is the, like, it just really, like, this was written by a, this, I, I confirmed it, I think. I said it earlier that this, I believe this was written by a teenager. I think this one confirms it. This was written by a mean girl. Like, like Regina George wrote this. Wrote a lot of these, didn't she? Does it, doesn't this seem like, oh, no, ugh, don't touch me. You're ugly. But then, you know, Chad from wherever, from the football team comes over, and it's like, oh, hey, Chad, it's okay. Like, no, don't. If you're uncomfortable with someone touching the small of your back to squeeze past you in a crowded space, then you're uncomfortable with anyone squeezing past you and touching you in a crowded space. I am. I don't care who you are. If you don't know who I am, if you don't know, we don't know each other, don't touch me, right? At all costs, avoid touching me unless we, you know, initiate a high five or a hug or something like that. And then, you know, that's, that's a different story. But if we don't know each other, then don't touch me. That's all. The whole if you're ugly thing, that's... Again, this list was written by a teenager, and a lot of these really bother me, and that's why I wanted to dive into these today, because they say, oh, these are etiquette rules. Okay, these seem like you're giving yourself license to be an... That's really what this is. Like, this isn't really etiquette. Like, oh, you should do these things. This is someone so selfish and self-absorbed and self-centered and wrapped up in their own... That they say, hey, we should make these rules so people stop doing things to make us, to inconvenience us. These are like the, I was going to go down a hole, like these are the culture warlords on Twitter. Maybe they are. Maybe these people are. Like, oh, hey, these people who are uh, not saying I'm not, but terminally online and who don't deal with real people enough and don't know how to handle a real life situation. That's what this feels like to me. These are written by people. I'm sure these people are like one thing said, oh, sorry, Gen Z. I bet that person was born in like 2002. And maybe I'm wrong. I didn't look at any of the names of the people who did this, but I would not be surprised if these people just never really learned how to interact and not to really dive into COVID things. But, you know, the pandemic took away a year and a half, two years of socialization for a lot of people. And seeing the things on this list made me realize, and I've, I mean, I've realized this, but this made me really see it, that people have forgotten or maybe never learned how to properly deal with everyone else in a, in a shared space, right? All these things that I just read to you today, again, it's from the cut, the full piece, the link to that will be in the show notes. But all these things that I've read today, they scream to me of, you're making, you're inconveniencing me and not letting me do whatever I want in this space that we have to share together. Like, this seems like it was written by people who only know their own space and are, are masters of their own domain. <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking of Seinfeld. No, not that. Oh, damn it. That's okay. Anyway, um, the contest, not the other thing. And it just makes it seem like these people are so wrapped up in their own things and so self-absorbed that they are now pushing these what they think are societal norms on everyone else. 
To like, these are the rules we should all follow because I don't want to be uncomfortable around other people. Nah. That's what this feels like to me. And this is from a guy who's generally uncomfortable around a lot of people. But at the same time, I understand that everyone spaces their space and everyone uh, deals with things, foods and, you know, things outside and whatnot in different ways. And we all have to kind of respect that. So basically, the rules of etiquette are don't be a and understand that not everything is going to cater to you. And sometimes you're going to be uncomfortable in public. And sometimes you're going to have to wait your turn to get off the plane or deal with a different dish because someone has an allergy or step out of the way if somebody's trying to take a picture or don't be freaked out when someone touches your back just because they're ugly, not because they touched your back in public and they're a stranger, right? Just, I guess the point of this is, maybe I just said it and I missed it because I was uh, on a roll there, but these rules of etiquette are not really etiquette rules to me. This is written by various and approved by, let's say this, approved by a very selfish person who thinks the world revolves around them and that's why they think all of these are okay to print on your magazine or website or whatever the cut is. And I just feel like we've, we've lost it here as a society. If these things, okay, and maybe these things aren't normal. Like I, I don't interact with people like this generally because I interact with normal human beings. But if your circle of friends is like this, this is not normal. Like this is very self-centered and self-absorbed and selfish. Don't do this. Don't do these things. Pay attention to your surroundings and understand that other people have to live in the space that you're all sharing and that not everything is going to be catered to your whims. Someone else might be might have to get off the plane first or someone else might not be able to be around the food you're eating in your open office, right? And just try to understand that things don't revolve around you and not everything is going to be catered specifically to you. Much like this show, it's probably not for everybody. And that's fine. I understand that. But I'm also not mad about that because I understand that not everyone's going to love everything I'm doing here. And that's fine. It's no problem. Just like if, uh, if I go to a dinner party and something can't be served because somebody has an allergy, guess what? That's fine. No problem at all. Everybody relax. Okay. I just don't like what these are really bad. Some of these are really bad. And I didn't even get to the tipping. I do want to talk about that. Um, if you have thoughts on any of these, if I missed one that you'd like me to talk about, please let me know. Again, the full uh, list is at thecut.com or something like that. I'll put it in the show notes at themeltypath.com and in the um, in your podcast app thing. It'll be in there. It'll say, click here to read the full list of etiquette rules from the cut or something, and uh, and I will do that, all right? But there you go. That is That is it for today. I just, it just really bothers me that... Um, that people think these things are A, okay to live by, and B, okay to force on everyone else and pretend like these are all rules we should follow. When they're not, these are bad. A lot of the ones that, the ones that I read today, these are bad. Some of them were good, all right? Some of them I saw, like, okay, that makes sense. But um, the ones I picked out here for today, they're bad. They're not good. All right, that's our show. No captain. We'll give him the week off unless he's already submitted the update, in which case I'll put it at the end of the show. Um, but that's all. Thank you very much. No G-Love today, but check them out anyway at philadelphonic.com. And I think we're good. All right. I'll let you know next week about vacation, um, aliens, I guess, at some point, and whatever I said at the beginning of the show. I forget what I said. All right. Um, oh, baseball things. We'll talk about the new rules because uh, spring training, man, and will man, ladies and gentlemen, it is coming along. It's coming up. We're getting there. All right. We're good. Thanks for being here. I'm going to go do some stuff. Uh, I hope you have fun and do whatever it is you got to do. And don't be dumb and don't be rude. 
That's that's the lesson. Don't be rude. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jeez. This has been an eight boiler production. Yeah, we're done. TheMeltingPot.com for all of my stuff. We're good. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. We're all good, right? I hope so. Go have fun. I love you. Talk to you next week. Be well. Be good. Do good. Be well. Have fun. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. <laughs>